Welcome to Chit Chat with Hope. Good night, good night, good night. Tonight we're going to talk about some things that special need parents really need. Okay? Um, There are a lot of things that we need. But I'm just going to talk about a few that we sometimes um, don't pay attention to. Or sometimes we do pay attention to it, but we just not really think about it. We just go through the motion and just let it just be in the air, right? Like the pink elephant in the room, right? We don't notice it. When we don't notice things that are greatly affecting us, it becomes an emotional issue within as well as a mental issue. Now, the fact that we have children that need us or even a child that need us and might even need us beyond the years of being a child as well as we have, we may have other children that need us also, but the time that we have to spend and focus with this um, child with the special needs, it leads us to be very guilty about dropping the ball um, as far as not giving the other child without disability at the same time. So what I want us to do is, right, if you're not already doing it, and when I do speak of 99.9% of my topic, I'm relating them to myself as well, right? So one of the things as far as when we feel guilty that we're not spending the quality time that we really should or we want to with the child that don't have disability, I want us to be honest about that feelings. Because the thing is that we might not be able to change the fact that this child needs more support, this child really needs us more, and the honest truth that we do spend more time with this child, taking care of this child, which means that the other sibling might get less to, of what they really want to do because we might be having to take this child along with, depending on the age of the sibling. We might have to drag them to appointments, drag them to therapy session, you know, deny them of going to places because this other child might not do well in that environment. So what we need to do is, even though we can't change the situation, we need to acknowledge, acknowledge that is the truth and acknowledge it with that child. If that child is old enough, acknowledge it with that child. Let that child know that I know I really don't spend as much time as you would want me to or I would like to, you know, because I have to do this or that for your brother or your sister. And I'm sorry. It is not that I don't want to spend time with you. Is that, you know, let them know why. Because sometimes children might be having different feelings within themselves, not understanding that your brother needs me more. Sometimes children might actually think that, you, would, you know, we don't love them enough. If we love them enough, we would spend time with them. If we love them enough, we would let them do things. So sometimes you really have to communicate 
and not only communicate, but, you know, the fact that you might not be able to leave the, your home as much as you would like to because of the support that your child might have. But um, we have to find other ways of spending time with our children, right? So maybe if you have a child that might be home and you might have a caregiver that come in the home and work with this child, let's say your child has a nurse or what have you, and they might come in five days a week and spend four hours, five hours, whatever time they spend. That is a great time for you to just pick up and go to the park with that child that don't have a disability and spend time with that child, right? That is a great time for you to go outside if the bus parks in front, you know, if the bus stops in front of your house. That is the perfect time to go outside and watch your child get off the bus, give them a hug. Might even be just sit outside and relax with them and ask them how was their day because you know the minute we go back in the house it's very hard to go back to this child and you know try to really get some stuff going on with this child and trying to really get to talk to this child so while there's a caregiver a dad a nurse whoever is in there with that child I think it might be nice to Meet your, your child outside the door. You know, meet them at the bus. Go pick them up at school. Go sit in the park for half an hour and just talk and eat ice cream, you know, or eat candy, whatever. Sit on the swing with them. Both of y'all swing back and forth, but just do something that this child can bounce back and forth within themselves and say, well, you know, mom picked me up every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, um, Mom and I go to the supermarket alone. Mom and I go to, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and we have, you know, donuts alone. Anything that this child have their time with you, right? Also, we love our children because, I mean, my son is my world. He is absolutely my world. But I have to be honest. It is hard at times. Very overwhelming. Okay? It is hard because um, I've never really had to put myself, you know, like always not thinking of me with the exception of I need to take care of myself, but it's always I need to take care of myself because I need to be there for my son, right? And I have two other children that they're adults, right? Adults age-wise, right? But nevertheless, right, I always have to say, well, I have to take care of myself because I need to be here for my son. I have to do this because of my son. It's like I, I've gotten lost in caring about everything that concerning my son that there are times when I have to remind myself that I'm worthy of just taking care of myself for me it is okay to take care of yourself just for you it is okay to take care of yourself just for you no excuse. It is okay to practice self-care. doesn't have to be where you go 
and, and get your nails done for $60, $70 because Lord knows that as special need parents, most people might not understand. But $60 is a big deal, especially if your child does not eat certain food or your child needs special things that the average child might not need. So it's no big deal to go get some nail polish and once in a while put the nail polish on your fingers, put it on your toes. I know exactly what's going to happen. The toes is going to last longer than the hands because we're always washing. We're always doing something. So it's going to come off. But the whole idea is at that particular time that you're doing it, you're feeling good. Right? Go get a haircut. Go get a trim. Wash your hair. You know, go to the store. Buy a box of rings. Color your hair. You know, anything. But just do things for you. Stop walking, you know, just stop walking. Just don't think about the reason why you're walking. You want to be healthy for, to pick your child up. You want to be healthy to be here for a thousand years. Just stop walking because it's good for you, okay? The other thing is we have to admit to ourselves that caring for a child with disability is exhausting. I mean, we can't say it to everyone because people might think, well, yeah, I know it got to be exhausted. That, you know, some people might take it to the realm where it's negative. But we have to be able to admit it to ourselves that it is exhausting taking care of a special needs child. It is exhausting. It takes more effort than it would the average child. It is exhausting. But it's a labor of love. But, it, but there are days when all of us, I know me for sure, I for sure, would love to pack up and run and go somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> you know, I don't know how long I want to be there, but I know I can't, and I know I won't. But there are days when I feel like I just want to keep walking and don't stop walking. It is okay to have those thoughts. It is okay. It's exhausting. It's hard, especially if you're doing this on your own. Especially if you are a single parent, not by choice, and you have to do this alone. It's hard enough being a single parent for children that, or a child that may not have disability, but it's like a thousand times more when that child has disability. Because whether you're not feeling well or not, you got to make dinner. And sometimes you have to sit there and make sure your child eat. You have to help with homework. You know, you have to do a thousand different things that you, you know, that you might not or would not have to have done if this child didn't have a disability. You might have to give meds at a certain time. You might have to do all different kinds of chores or duties or whatever you want to call it. So it is exhausting. Admit it to yourself. It is exhausting, but we have to do it. We love doing it because we know that there is no one else can do it the way we do it which is a lie, but it's good. But, you know, we enjoy knowing that whatever we do, we don't do it just because we do it because we love our children. Okay? When we're doing it, we're just not just doing it. 
We're doing it with a purpose, but we also want our children to know that we love them. The fact that you can tell yourself that is exhausting, it's not the same as saying your child is a burden. It's just to be honest with self. Because if we're not honest with ourselves, when someone looks and says, you know, you look tired, you want to snap at this person because, you know, it's like, how dare you? I'm not tired. But when someone do look at us and said, you look exhausted, we can say, you know, I am. I am tired. It's not a shameful thing. You're human. I'm human. When someone tells me I look tired, I tell them, I am. I am tired. You know, I work a full-time job, and I come home, and I feel like I have a job that's waiting for me, another full-time job. Okay? Most days, it's not like that, but then there are days where it it is, right? And when it's not physically, it's emotionally. And when it's not emotionally heavy, it's mentally heavy, right? But it's always something going on. And then there are good, beautiful, amazing days within. But when we, when we accept the fact that our lives can't be exhausted, when someone tells us, you look tired, we said, you know what it is? I am. When someone said, you know, you got dark circles under your eye, you said, well, I do. <laughs> you know, when someone said, you know, you have lost weight, you said, I know, I did. When someone said, you've gained some weight, you said, oh, God, I know. I'm ashamed, but I know. You you know, or you might just say, I know, I've been eating bad. Because we eat or don't eat depending on our emotional state. I am a no eater, right? I am someone that depending on how stressful I am and how tired I am, I can go without eating. And you know when I remember that I didn't eat? When I get pains in my stomach, depending on how stressed I am. Sometimes I have to remind myself to eat. I become so busy and so caught up with things at work. And then I get home, I'm exhausted. I take a shower, I go lay down, and I promise myself I'm going to get up in two hours. I get up six, seven hours where it's like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't make sense to eat anymore. It's too late because I'm getting up in you know a couple of hours, right? It is okay to say these things. It is okay if someone close enough to, to you say you lost weight. I don't like the idea that I'm losing weight because I'm already a little person, right? I'm a little person in height and in weight. So if I lose 5 pounds, it really shows, especially in my face. So I'm not proud that I've lost weight, but if someone looked at me and said, you look like you lost weight, I'm going to say, I have. I really have. You know, I really have. I've just been doing more than the norm, and I'm tired. Say it. It's okay. It is uncomfortable when people stare. That's another thing. It is uncomfortable when people whisper. It is uncomfortable when people ignore but what I want you to know is people will find different things to stare at. Whether you have a child with disability or not, people will find something to stare at. If you're the only by if you if you're the only, you know, African American in a particular area, someone is going to stare. If you're someone that is very thin, someone is going to stare. If you're someone that's overweight, somebody's going to stare. So sometimes as parents, we just got to just keep it moving. Keep it moving. People are going to whisper. 
It doesn't matter. People are going to ignore. I've learned to ignore people as well. Okay? I have learned to ignore people as well. Okay? It is going to be alone. You're going to feel alone sometimes because sometimes we're not surrounded by people that um, that have children with disability. And depending on who you're speaking to, they might be tired of hearing what you have to say. So this is why it is important to join a group. Whether you want to do it over the Internet or you want to do it in person, it is very important because then you get to meet other parents that might be going through the same thing as you are or maybe not, but you get to know that you're not alone, right? You're not alone. Life can be complicated, Okay, life can be complicated in a minute, depending on the child you have, okay? It can be complicated. You can just think you have one diagnosis and something happens and you go and you find out that there's two, three others that was hiding, you know, not showing itself. And now, because your child is getting older, now they're seeing where this particular disability now is being more visual, you know, more symptoms, anything, at any given moment. Our children can stop eating this, stop eating that, and then, you know, there's not enough foods, you know, in the category for them to eat that we're worried about their health, you know. So life can be complicated. It can be complicated where you wish you had to work, you wish you had a job, but unfortunately you're not working where money's tight and financially there are going to be ups and downs and very hard times, difficult times, right, financially, you know. And then, like myself, I do work. But the fact that I work, I'm guilty that I'm so tired. I force myself to stay up and have the simple conversations with my son, like, you know, how was school? You know, did you hang out with anyone when you were in the yard today? Did you talk to anyone? You know, did you get back the the the, the result from that quiz you took? I forced myself to stay up because God helped me if I lay in my bed. God helped me if I lay in the bed. I am gone. Within seconds, I am just gone. I am out like a light, I'm out, and I feel guilty that, you know, I feel guilty that I am so exhausted, but then again, I have a, I have a physical job, I have a, my job is physical, where I'm doing programs, and it's mental, where I have paperwork and responsibility, and it's emotional, where I'm with seniors and you know, unfortunately, not everyone have family, and then you become family, and then sometimes you have to be there for them emotionally. So I have to remember to remind myself that I can't give everything at work because I have to come home and have something for my son and something for me, right? So, um, yeah, you know, it might be, it, it's hard when you're a stay-at-home mom because financially might be very difficult and it might be difficult that you don't get a chance to speak to adults you know and it's hard for people like myself parents like myself that you do work but you you feel guilty that you're so tired 
that, you know, you're not doing enough. But then again, you do know that you have to work. You know, it's exhausting if you're a single parent. It's complicated. You know, things might be going on. You don't have an adult to bounce things off. Might be something going on in your life that you wish not to share yet with someone outside of your home. And there's nobody in your home to share it with. So that's complicated. You know, it's something that you can't fix. It won't fix, but you don't have anyone to vent to. But if you were in a group, you could vent, and someone might be able to say, that happened to me already, or you might get 100 people that, you know, especially if it's on the Internet, you might get 100 people that say, you know what it is, I'm going to pray for you, or just say, you know what it is, it'll be okay. Things happen in life, and we really don't always have the answer. But support is very important. If you don't have it, even if you have support, I have support in my family for the most part, right? I do. But the problem is that um, my son has autism, and at this point right now, none of my family in New York City have a child with disability. So even though I do have support, not they try to understand some of the stuff that I'm saying, but they don't always understand, but they do listen to me. Sometimes I do want to be around people that do understand and listen to me, right? But it don't always happen like that. We have to take what we get and be happy when we get something, someone that's willing to just listen even if they don't understand, right? And the last thing that I really want to go over with you is, um, I know sometimes we like to hear what we like to hear, you know, we want to hear the wonderful things from our doctors. We want to hear the wonderful things from our family. For those of us that have close friends, we want to hear the wonderful things that they have to say. Sometimes we have to get to that place where people can be honest with us and we're not going to cut them out of our lives, right? Just got to be honest. I mean, you know, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> I'm learning to be to um, accept when my families or even friends um, be brutally honest with me, right? Because I am one of those people that you call an helicopter mom. You know that I hover, hover over my son. You know, and um, my son is. I've gotten really independent, and he's just well-rounded, you know. Um, I'm not saying there's not areas to be improved, but, you know, he's really doing well, right? He's able to take transportation, public transportation by himself. He's able to go to the store by himself. He's able to, you know, have keys to the apartment by himself, keys to get into the building by himself. You know, he can just come and go right? 16, right? He goes to the doctor. I don't have to go in. I sit outside by myself and he goes in there and he do his thing with his pediatrician. And then she comes in and then she calls me at the end just to let me know what went on and so on and so forth. So as you see, he's very independent. I still sometimes want to do things for him. And, you know, he lets me know that I can do it myself. And, you know, and I'm learning to, um, to, accept 
that he no longer need me in a lot of areas. And these were areas that I was dying for him not to need me. And it's very hard now that he can emotionally, verbally, and mentally, and physically let me know you're not needed. Oops. So, um, <laughs> so even though I wanted to let go of these areas, the fact that he's telling me, like, you know, I got this, you know, it, it used to bother me. It used to bother me that he doesn't need me in this area, but I'm learning to um, to accept when he says, I don't need you to do this, and I don't need you to do that, and I can do it myself. I'm also learning and really, really focusing on accepting things when people are, that are close to me, you know, that can see things that I'm too close to to not see, right? or to see, and like, I have friends that will, you know, or my family will let me know that, you know, you baby, you know, I'm babying him too much, or they'll just let me know that, you know, when I'm overly concerned, and I'm like, you know, I have to do this, and they told me, and they'll let me know, you're doing it, you don't have to do it, because you know that you could just teach him, and he'll do it himself. And instead of saying, well, you know what it is, you don't understand because, you know, he has autism and not because he's this and not because he's independent, he still needs me. I no longer feel like I have to defend myself. I say, I, I, I'm learning to say, you're right. You know, you're right. I am going to teach him how to do this and I'm going to teach him how to do that. I've learned to, um, to not be bitter about when someone tried to let me know that I've noticed this or I've noticed that about you. I'm learning to let go of that part where you think someone is criticizing you and kind of see it as a compliment that someone is saying, you know what it is? This can be done this way and still work out fine, right? So I'm going to end tonight, and what I want you to know is you're human, and as humans, we're going to make mistakes. And as human, we're going to make decisions. And at that point, whatever decisions we make is going to be the best decisions that we could have made at that point. Later on, when we find out that it's not the best decision, we're going to quickly forgive ourselves and keep it moving. Right? So I want you to always remember that the role that we play or the different roles that we play can be awesome and at the same time overwhelming. But as we grow and as we learn, we will learn to become honest with ourselves where we can ask for help. The same way we can not deny or decline help we're going to learn how to ask for help, okay? So I'm going to bid you good night. Keep taking care of yourself. Keep taking care of your household. And be responsible for your emotional health. Be responsible for your mental health. Be responsible for your physical health. And when I say responsible, stop thinking of your children or your child each time you're thinking of doing something for yourself. Learn to do something and be happy that you're doing it for you. And part of that should be taking vitamins, going to your doctor's appointment, and taking care of yourself. Love up on yourself, okay?
Love up on yourself. I'm going to bid you good night. Okay? Stay blessed. All right? Good night. Good night.